Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Kevin Broth here. He has over 50 recordings and is internationally known as a dulcimer player and singer. His claim to fame is singing the theme to the hit PBS TV show, Shining Time Station. His music is found on Amazon and iTunes. In 1995, he was given a death sentence diagnosis of stage three melanoma and told he only had two years to live. He beat the odds without any medication and is alive and well, cancer-free today, coaching other people how to go for their dreams in life and be happy. Today, he's going to share a story about beating melanoma, becoming a life coach using dulcimer, and he will explain how to create your own story and reach your goals. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I had to Google what a dulcimer was because I didn't know, and it's a string instrument. So tell us a little more about yourself, your background. There it is. Yeah, it's a dulcimer. Yeah. <laughs> and then walk us into your story. Well, uh, what would you like to know first? Because it's a big story. Where do you a want to start? Anything that you feel is relevant. Well, what's relevant is my story is not that much different than everybody else's generally because everyone is looking to be happy. But people don't know what happy is. Uh, they think it's money or it's love or, or it's this or it's that. And those things do make you happy for a moment or two and then they're as fleeting as fame. So what happens, I think, is when we're born and we're just little babies up until the time we develop like a personality and an ego, we have a connection to this source, consciousness, God, Jesus, Buddha, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's real sweet and it feels like home, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's good. It's cool. It's good. And then we get into uh, becoming, you know, a, more of a human being. So we're really kind of human beings having a spiritual experience, but we search for that happiness throughout our lives. So it's, you know, I'm, I, I go to school, I get the job, I get the house, I get this, I fall in love, I have kids, whatever it is. And we collect those things uh, in place of that happiness. So in my case, I became, I thought fame and fortune musically would make me happy. And it made me kind of famous and it made me uh, kind of rich. Uh, so I had a lot of zeros in my checking account, but a big zero in my heart. So what I tell people is that there is an easy way to become happy, and that is, number one, knowing what matters to you, knowing what you don't want in your life, real clarity, and coming up with a game plan for it. Um, a lot of people spend most of their lives working at jobs they don't like. They're in toxic kind of relationships. Uh, and, you know, we're all searching for the, the same thing. We're looking to be happy and to be loved, but we forget about self-love, you know, uh, like I had an amazing date night with myself Saturday night. In fact, it was so good. I'm going to ask myself out again. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
So in 2015, out of the blue, I got diagnosed with stage three melanoma. And I, of course, was the guy that cancer happens to everybody else. It doesn't happen to me, you know. Um, the truth is we all have cancer in us. It's a matter of what brings it out. And in my case, I believe it was stress and inflammation. And that's the story of America. We're very stressed out and we're fat, 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 you know, unless you're, unless you're doing intermittent fasting or, or you're doing something about it. And these things cause disease and the stress allows illnesses to come. In my case, there is no cure for melanoma. So although they removed um, the two spots where they found it, they said that there was a 70% chance it was going to come back within a year and I'd be dead within two. So that was like a death sentence. And like I say, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm just finished writing a book. It's going to be coming out later. But it, I say there's nothing like a death sentence to wake you up. So I thought, well, what am I going to do if I only have a year left? What matters to me? And at the time, I was living in Kansas. I was working on a record album. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to move to Southern California. I'm going to move with my dog and my dulcimers, and I'm going to be Mr. Artist living, you know, with the surfers. And I'm going to, I created this story in my head. This is who you are, Kevin. And I walked into it. Cancer never came back. And I'm here today and I'm coaching clients. So the, the secret is everything I mentioned, but the secret sauce is you just don't come up with a story of who or what you want to be and come up with a game plan. You begin to live the game plan that moment. It's real to you that moment. And what you go for is the feeling of it. So if you're in debt, you have to imagine I am no longer in debt. Now, you can't go out and say, okay, I'm debt free and go buy a car. I mean, you have to be reasonable. But when you're ready to hit bottom, like sometimes you have to hit bottom to really, you know, get through things and to wake up, you can make all kinds of changes. I was almost bankrupt when I moved to California. And there's, this is not an inexpensive place to live. But I've created a life that um, is really quite beautiful. So a friend said I should teach what I did to help other people. And that's what I ended up doing. And that's what I do now. Well, I call it a creative life designer, but people know it more as a, a personal coach. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel yourself? Can you get more to specifics on that? How I feel. How, how feel you it. ended up healing your cancer. Oh. Well, I did a very big spiritual nosedive. And I got in contact with um, that spiritual source. I call it God. And I began to follow my gut and my intuition. Uh, and I did not go the traditional route. And I found someone else who had healed themselves of stage four melanoma. I didn't buy into the medical system. Cancer is a big business. It's a big, big, big business. So when a doctor and oncologist told me, well, we're gonna do the, this, this, and this. And I said, well, why do you wanna do that? Because on the, on the scans, there's no signs that the cancer spread anywhere. She said it was protocol. And I said, my name isn't protocol. And I walked out.
So I took charge. I did not see myself as dying. I did not see myself as one of these people that walk around puking their guts up on chemotherapy. I saw myself as this artist and this vibrant guy who had backed himself into a corner with stress and a, a poor relationship I was in and money issues. And I said, I'm changing the channel. And that's what I did. So what made you come up with this? I mean, a lot of people get diagnosed with illnesses and they don't get better. So what made you different? Being myself, I'm kind of hard-headed. I'm a type A person. <laughs> you don't give up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I wish, I mean... <laughs> I wish that everyone who had cancer could call me and I could say, do this, and then the cancer is gone. But there is a time that we all expire. But in that reality, many beautiful things happen. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, mothers leave their children beautiful, beautiful books and record, uh, records of their existence. You know, I mean, we're all going to die. It's the way you decide to live your life uh, while you have an illness, okay? So you can either play victim or you can not. Mm -hmm. And I just chose, I just didn't think that I was going to die. I mean, I just, it just didn't seem to make sense to me. And, you know, one day I was sitting in a traffic light and I thought, how did you survive a 70% chance? Why did you survive that? And what came to me was, you survived to teach people what you learn spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. That's what, that's what, it's not about yeah. your music career anymore. It's about this journey. That's usually why you go through health challenges, actually. Because if you come through the other end, the point is, is to help others with similar issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially when you can teach them things that you know work. And then, you know, I see my clients following what I, what I advise and their lives change. It's really that simple. But you have to have the desire to do that. Yeah. So how did you incorporate your instrument into your coaching? I'm curious. Well, a friend of mine who had suggested me becoming a personal coach uh, I had mentioned that I, I, it was a great idea, but I, you know, I wasn't going to do any music with it. And he said, no, no, no. He said, you should use the dulcimer. And I said, well, why would I use the dulcimer? And he said, because the way you play is so kind of meditative. It's kind of like dulcimer meditation. And then I went, oh. So the first round of clients I got were all dulcimer players. In fact, they still come to me to learn dulcimer meditation, which is a very uh, simple you don't even have to be musical to, to know how to do it. All you need is a dulcimer, which I sell on my website, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, so I just, uh, I began to teach people the dulcimer meditation. And I, what dulcimer meditation is, is I just sort of sit there and I play randomly, very simply. I occupy the mind like a baby gets occupied in a crib with a toy above it. So it stops wailing and being hysterical. 
And then while the, while the mind is paying attention to the music of the dulcimer, I tune into what my subconscious, my inner voice is telling me as a direction. So um, those are often things that I'm not always aware of, but they announce themselves. Uh, so this morning, in fact, I was sitting there and I was thinking, well, you know, what, what's going to go on today? Having not remembered in the least that I was supposed to do your podcast. And when during Dulcie meditation, it appeared and it said, you got a podcast. I went, wait a minute, I think I've got a podcast. <laughs> so that that's that's how it works. Yeah. No, those are, those are your angels going, Psst, don't forget. <laughs> yep. Yep. Don't forget, you have this later. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, life is very interesting. Um, many mystics uh, will tell you that life is an illusion and a dream. But quantum physics and science also tells you that too. So just as an example, we're made of atoms and they're 99.9999, whatever, empty. That's what we're made of, so we're empty. They say that the universe, the cosmos is expanding, but into what? So the interesting thing about all of this, when you get into uh, looking at it somewhat from a spiritual or scientific viewpoint, is that most people spend their lives thinking that their job and, and their stuff is real, is the reality. And they think uh, that what I'm talking about right now is woo-woo. But when you really look at it, the woo-woo is the reality, and what we think is reality is not. Yep. And that changes your life. Yep, I, I enjoy living in the woo. I admit I live in the woo. <laughs> Uh, I want to live in a world of magic and I can give you a hundred examples of that magic that happens all the time. Yeah, so, look like a woo. You, know, you got those that woo eyes. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got the psychic eyes I heard and no, I, I believe the universe is magical and we are uh, conversing and communicating with it all the time and it's communicating with us and we just have to pick the puzzle pieces and put it together you know, just have to pay attention yeah you know, we're not disconnected from this god or consciousness you know we think we are a lot of people think well god is up in heaven well there's no up in heaven you came from that source you are that source and there's no way to wrap your head around it. You can't, it doesn't have a form, it just is. The closest explanation of is I am that I am. So when you get into that, it's, it's really fascinating. If you can't get into it, you can say, if you're a musician, where does the music come from? You know, when you write a song, you know? And then there's that experience of of wonderment as as the the music just kind of unfolds so uh it, it's all very mystical magical you know in a way yeah it, it is all the time it's magical and mystical so how do you create your own story and reach your goals well if you're a client of mine the first thing i do is i ask you what don't you want 
so that we're clear on what's not serving you. Then we discover what you do want. And then we discover why you really, really want it. Who are you? Uh, besides a mother or a father or a boss or this, but who are you? So there's your role in life and there's your soul. So your role may be a teacher or a nurse, a girlfriend or whatever, but your soul is what motivates you, what moves you. So we develop a life based around your soul, not your role. And that's what I do with people. And the advantage of having a personal coach is that I keep you accountable and I explain why certain concepts are not working in your life right now. So I'll, I'll show you different examples and take what's happening in your life. Like if you report to me, well, this week I got into, uh, I had a client who just said I, I got into an argument with somebody because uh, yada, 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 right? And, and so I said, okay, but you keep going back to that person for the same yada, 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 and you never get it. So is it really the yada, yada you want? Or is it something inside you that you want? And then they go, oh. That's the thing I love about Zoom is I can see their faces change. And she tried the self-date thing that I do all the time. And she had a great experience. She said, oh my God, I don't need to go to him for this love and this affection. I actually had a great time entertaining myself, hanging out with my dog. And there was no arguing. There was no negotiating. There was... It was kind of really nice. And I said, yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I, I have two expressions that I teach. One is that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And also that when you replace what doesn't work in your life with what does work, you never go back to what doesn't work. So she probably won't go back as often to this other person looking for that love and affection that she knows she's not going to get from this person but she can find easily within herself. Everything is the mind. Well, that's our biggest obstacle because no one trains us how to manage our thoughts. We right. just let our thoughts just vomit themselves on us every day, all day long with no kind of management. I'm not saying that you, you can't control it, but you can focus on more productive thoughts about what you want versus what you don't want, right? Yeah, I call it mindful awareness. Mm -hmm. you, know, mm -hmm. you know, are you aware that you're feeling such and such a way? So there are tools that I teach my clients what to do. So if just as an example, uh, today I happen to be a little tired. So I'm going I'm to go out for a hike later on. I'm going to drink some water and go out for a hike. I'm not so exhausted that I can't go out for a nice walk out here in California. And I know I'm going to come back feeling refreshed. Mm -hmm. Those are tools I know work. And so I put them into use. If I'm feeling contemplative and confused or depressed, which I never do anymore, thankfully, I'll pick up the dulcimer and play. Uh, and if you're just a happy person... There's ways to expand on that too. You know, you don't have to be unhappy to, to, to move through and to learn about things in life. You know, 
Yeah. I mean, I know for me, if I'm feeling down, it doesn't last because my mm -hmm. default is to be upbeat and optimistic. So I go, okay, I'm feeling down. I know what's triggering me. I know why I'm feeling down right now. And, you know, it's not going to last. And then I just don't, you know, obsess over it, <laughs> you know, like I just continue about my day and eventually I forgot what was bothering me. I'm not focusing on it anymore. And it went away. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's what happened. What do you say to people? Cause this recently came up with a client of mine who's staying so busy because they're avoiding what would happen if they were actually like quiet and still, which would mean those thoughts and feelings that they were avoiding are going to come rushing in if they finally stop doing stuff. What kind of advice do you have for people like that? So usually that's fear, which is false evidence appearing real. They're afraid to look at something, you know, um, when you understand that looking at something slightly differently will release a lot of that fear and allow you to look at it without feeling like you're being criticized or that you're right or that you're wrong and that self-forgiveness and compassion for yourself is real <laughs> it's really the only deal in town um you let go of it a little bit mm -hmm. and then it feels good so those things are usually fear. So what I said to her said, what would happen if you just stopped and just let the feelings come? Mm -hmm. How bad would that be? Mm -hmm. I said, if it came and it stayed a little while, it wouldn't stay forever. It's yeah. not going to stay there forever. It's going to eventually yeah. move on. You're eventually going to move on to something else. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, like fear is false evidence appearing real. I say faith. I came up with a, a, an acronym for that is um, finding an intuition uh, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, yes. It, you know, it, it's it's all the mind. But you have to experience the, the release. You have to experience the feeling of the release so that you say, wow, this feels good and this works. I think I'm going to go do that again instead of doing what you're doing. Yeah. I, have a new, I have a new client who works all the time, does not stop working. Even when he tries to take a vacation, he keeps working. He cannot stop working. So uh, he's a brand new client. So we're looking at what is he, you know, uh, you know, he's an older guy and he, he has to understand that by taking care of himself uh, is, is more important than the constant thing that he puts on himself. So, you know, people have to examine why they're doing what they're doing and, and what they're afraid of or what's motivating one, one way or another. You know, in this particular case, he's afraid of losing his job. You know, if he doesn't do the work of 10 people. And I said, you know, there are other jobs. But they're so hard to find. I yeah. said, it's even harder to keep doing what you're doing. 
because you don't feel well. So a lot of times my clients are just happy to have me on board to give them the support and to give them permission uh, that they are waiting to hear to just make their lives happier. And when they hear my story, that's why people come to me for coaching. They said, well, you know, you had a real wake up call. I, I need one, but I don't, I feel stuck. I don't know how to get out of where I am. I don't know what to do. At least they're not waiting till the big wake up call comes. Yeah. yeah. They're trying so, to do something about it before. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. True. So share with the audience how they can find you. And um, do you have a title for your book yet? Um, <laughs> uh, we were playing around with the title, uh, The Self-Help Book for How to Stop Buying Self-Help Books. <laughs> <laughs> the end-all, um, be-all self-help book right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have a title for it yet. Um, I'm going to probably let my editor pick it because I pick abstract stuff that people don't understand. But you can find my book. It'll be released sometime later this fall at my website, kevinroth.org. And on that site, there's a free stress buster uh, meditation, five minute meditation you can do, which really brings your blood pressure down. You can sign up for a free conference call with me for 30 minutes if you'd like to talk about the possibilities of having me as a coach. You can find out about Dulcimer and my album, Dulcimer Meditations, on there. So it's, 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 it's a one stop for everything. I think KevinRoth.org. KevinRoth.org, yeah. yeah. Kevinroth.org. Well, thank you, Kevin, for coming on the show and sharing your story. Um, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, and I wish you well. You too, and uh, we'll meet again. Okay, take care. Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook. And like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, 
and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot, and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218, or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E.